destroyed. you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Lethal Virus, a local band here from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, that I saw way back in the mid 19. 80s, one of the first gigs that I ever went to. I thought they were skate rock. I don't really know much about skate rock. So today on Anardwar to Human Serviette, we have somebody here to help teach me and you, the listeners, all about skate rock. Who are you? I'm Roger Allen, Nardwar. Roger, welcome back to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. Thanks. Now, you've been a long-time listener of the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, and you've mailed me, both physically and also emaily, many interesting tidbits, and you listen a lot to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. Mm-hmm. Just last week on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, we had Ed Lasko doing some mm-hmm. rockabilly stuff, so you suggested to me that we do something completely different than the rockabilly. Destroy the, the rockabilly. Destroy the rockabilly. And if you can move a bit closer to the mic and say that, because it's important when you say destroy the rockabilly. Yes, it's important you say destroy the rockabilly really close to the mic. We love the rockabilly, but you'd like to destroy the rockabilly <laughs> today and destroy my knowledge of what skate rock is. I played a little lethal virus. Or what do you think about the lethal virus? Is that skate rock? To me, that is skate rock. That's the, the golden era, the mid-80s of skate rock, skate punk 
sort of metal punk, that kind of thing. Alcohol and waving your arms in the air and stomping around. Yes, that was the name of the song, Alcohol by Lethal Virus. And today on the Nerdwater Human Serviette Radio Show, you've brought in all sorts of surfy stuff to play. And to get the skate rock going, what do you got here? To get the skate rock going, we're going to start way back in the 60s, and we're going to go to the film Skater Dater, the Dave Allen and the Arrows, and the song's called Skater Dater Rock.
You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. Today, a history of skate rock, courtesy Roger. How the hell are you, Roger? I'm doing pretty good, Nardwar. I'm good. And Roger, I was flattered that you know who called into the Nardwar, the Human <laughs> Serviette radio show just Hans. a few minutes ago. Hans Klaus, thank you, Hans, for phoning into the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show, phoned in furious that we were playing the Beach Boys. How dare we? play the Beach Boys. <laughs> Roger, Beach Boys. why were the Beach Boys played? Could you address Hans, please? That wasn't the Beach Boys, Hans. That was Jan and Dean. And that was from uh, the, t the Teenage Awards Music International Show, which was a show that combined the top American and British Envision groups in one show. And what's interesting about that show was, at the end of the live performance, Jan picked up a guitar case and a skateboard fell out of it. He jumped on the skateboard and he started skating around the stage while singing that that song from all over the world. And it was recently released on DVD too, the Tammy Show, with extra footage that had never been in there. Ironically, the footage they added was the Beach Boys, mm -hmm. Hans Klaus. And after that, we heard... Before that, we heard The Ventures. That was Diamond Head. And that song was a direct relation between uh, surfing, influencing skateboards. Skateboard I thought we ended with The Ventures. I think we ended with yeah, The Ventures. Yeah, before that. Before that was... We had Jan and Dean. Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, the, the last song we just heard was The Ventures. The middle song was Jan and Dean. And the first song was Skater Dater. Yes, exactly. 
and we got all confused because the Hans. Beach Boys were mentioned. Thank you, Hans. However, Hans, not only has Roger brought in tons and tons of records and stuff as well, this is a very scholarly approach mm -hmm. to skate rock. Not only is it scholarly in what has been brought in by Roger, but also it's brought in physically. What do we have? Some little tidbits you brought in. You brought in a giant pile of a whole bunch of stuff. Each thing means something means something. Well, I actually have the 45 from the Tammy show from all over the world, which, as I already said, showed the relationship between skating and surfing and skating and rock. And also, I have a few uh, Ventures records, which, you know, skate, uh, skate music was derived from surf music. And Where do you get a lot of your stuff? Uh, I get, where do I get this stuff? This stuff I've had, these particular records I've had since I was a kid, probably got them at garage sales when I was uh, just a kid, yeah, teenage. And even some Hendrix there, too. Yeah, and uh, late 60s, definitely guitar-driven music was uh, dominating skateboarding. Um, and, yeah, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Nazareth. Uh, and we'll be getting into that later, Hans, so <laughs> yeah. just stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right now, what do we have coming up on the history of skate rock in a Nerdwater Human Survey radio show with guest DJ Roger? I also wanted to mention the incredible film The Devil's Toy. It was a film made in Montreal. It's a national film production. It was made in 1965, I believe. It's black and white. It's beautifully filmed. And the soundtrack is all really moody jazz. And it fits perfectly. It's skate rock. Is it on YouTube somewhere? It is on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube just by uh, typing in the words, The Devil's Toy. The Devil's Toy. Canadian skate rock at its best. And also, just around that time, Canada got its first skateboard company. You could get a skate deck called a Genuine Skateboard of Canada. And the trucks were attached to the deck with Robertson screws which still, to this day, are only available in Canada. And PD's Hot Shop must be mentioned, too, here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Kind of ground zero for skate rock, kind of? I'd say so. And What was PD's Hot Shop, and what is PD's Hot Shop, for people that don't know? PD's has been around... Hmm, I think PD's has been around since about the early 80s as, a, as an actual store, but he's been around for... I think he's been making skateboards since the late 70s. And uh, a lot of my information is actually from his book, uh, skateboarding in Canada, and um, what's you want me to tell? What do you want me to say? Well, I was just going to say <laughs> the Robertson screws the Robertson are mentioned in the book Skateboarding in Canada, which I gave to Pharrell Williams for the band NERD. So there's a giant book called Skateboarding in Canada. If you want more information on that, and check out PD's Hot Shop and their website, and you'll be able to order that book and find out a lot about skate rock, the Devil's Toy. Check it out on YouTube. And what do we have right now coming up? Well, after this, in the late 60s, skateboarding basically kind of died because of uh, all sorts of uh, safety concerns and things like that. But then in the early 70s, urethane wheels got skateboarding going again. And uh, Skateboard Magazine came back, and they had a, a music section, and uh, a lot of people were getting interested in skateboarding and in music. But a lot of people were also cashing in on the skateboard craze and what was popular at that time, disco and funk and all sorts of sort of crappy music like that. So... Uh, Here's some music where uh, you can experience that. 1976, Ricky and uh, Queen Teens with... Roger? Skate out. <laughs> skate. <laughs> skate out on the Nardward Human Serviette <laughs> Radio Show. History of skate rock with... Skate out. No, with Roger. Roger. <laughs>
you said about trees, baby. Well, I... You know I don't mess around with trees, but I sure like to mess around with you. Oh, Ricky. Come on, get on my board and let's skate out of here. Oh, Ricky. Oh, silly.
and you're still listening, I hope, to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. Yes, for the first time ever <laughs> on the Nardwar Human Serviette Radio Show ever, Led Zeppelin. Oh, now, I just want to skip away from Led Zeppelin for a second, and we're joined here by Cam. And Cam, you have something to add about that movie we were talking about. What movie were we talking about there earlier? Uh, we were talking about The Devil's Toy. It was a uh, Canadian skate film, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, anyway. Um, but I, I was I, I asked you uh, if you knew the director off air because um, I thought it was Michel Gondry, but it was I was mistaken. It was a guy called Claude Jutra, uh, who was like a pretty famous um, Canadian filmmaker. He worked for the NFB for a long time, but he worked with um, with uh, oh now I can't Norman McLaren. Norman McLaren, thank you very much, Norman McLaren, and they they worked together on a uh, a, a film called A Cherry Tale, which was uh, kind of influential. And then he helped McLaren uh, through his animating process. So yeah, the, the anyway. devil's toy the is devil's not toy. Michael Gondry. We it's, can't give any white stripes. Michelle Gondry, no. What, whatever his name is, we can't. I didn't want to. I mean, what am I doing? Mentioning the white stripes <laughs> and Led Zeppelin. Actually, they kind of go together, don't they? White stripes and Led Zeppelin. I just can't get away from it. But thank you for clarifying that. And the reason we did it is because that was '60s. Because we're doing the history mm-hmm. of skate rock here today on the Nerdwater Human Serviette Radio Show, and that's why we had Zeppelin. Like Roger, I always thought <laughs> skate rock was punk, and what the hell was Zeppelin? in there but you're like it's okay to like yeah. zeppelin if you're a skater come on you no. gotta you know music has to come from somewhere and before punk there was zeppelin anybody who can l- not listen no, to but that no zeppelin when you hear song. zeppelin you think of hippies and that's why i could never the equate sca- skaters zeppelin were stoners sca- and, and no i just couldn't just, I, but the one cool thing i like about it is it's from the two worst led zeppelin albums because when <laughs> i was in high school i went to the stoners and i said look i want to be like you what records should i buy and the guy i talked to i guess was probably the loser stoner because i'm a loser stoner <laughs> and he said well you gotta get coda and you gotta get presents and apparently those are the two worst Led Zeppelin albums. And that's why I'm happy that we played a track from one of the worst Led Zeppelin albums. I did like the one track on Presence. No, 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 no. Nobody's fault but mine. No, 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 no. Chili's Last Stand and all that sort of stuff. But anyways, back to the skate rock there, Roger. What did we just hear from Zeppelin? If you if you can listen to that song and not envision skating around in a pool in Southern California, you're nuts. No, no, no. My envision is like stoners <laughs> pounding my head into the pavement. Oh, thankfully it didn't happen, and that's why I was scared. That's why anytime I heard Led Zeppelin, I would run away. No, I was not at the Bulls. That was Led Zeppelin, hot for nowhere, on a history of skate rock on our Hardware Human Survey Radio Show with guest DJ Roger and also Cam helping out on the video tip. What did we hear before that? Did you say hot for skate rock? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the most important, well, the most important movement of the 70s was like the Z-Boys in the Dogtown scene, and that was a direct relationship between hardcore surfing and skateboarding, and their music reflected that scene. It, like I just said, it's easy to imagine carving around a pool and listening to Zeppelin or Nazareth or... Uh, or somebody phoning and complaining about Zeppelin. Are you complaining about Zeppelin, caller? Okay. Wow. Uh, go back to you, <laughs> Roger. Okay. Uh, and before that, we heard... Uh, we heard uh, Sneakers and Lace, the ballad of Billy Wheels, which was a really awful song. And uh, that was sort of, um, you know, it was just like cashing in on the idea of skateboarding. Before that, we heard Ricky and the Queen Teens, Skate Out. And that uh, was issued on Pickwick International in 76. And it had two singles on it, Skateboarding and Skateboard Convoy. And that was a ripoff of the CB hit, Convoy. I love that. Exploitation skateboard <laughs> records. I love it. I love it. And coming up right now, we've got some real stuff. The Surf Punks. 
The surf punks, yeah, that was when uh, uh, music began to influence more from new wave and uh, punk was beginning to find its way into, into skate rock. And you are a skater, aren't you there, Roger? I am a skater, yeah. And Caller, are you a skater? Not at Cunts, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> listen, first of all, don't dismiss Led Zeppelin. When you listen to your band, there's lots of Led Zeppelin there. You don't even know it. You might hate them a lot, but there's lots of Led Zeppelin happening in your band. You know that. <laughs> okay, well, okay, well, yeah, okay. Because, you know, they invented all the tricks, and there's just no way you can deny it. And second of all, I wasn't calling angry about playing Beach Boys. <laughs> I just can't stand Beach Boys, but I, I like it, all this garage shit and skate punk. So don't get me wrong, I just can't stand Beach Boys and calling Brian Wilson a genius because that was the most of the crappiest music there ever was. But whatever you guys play, we whatever play whatever you Beach call Boys. it, skate music or whatever, garage music, it's, it's awesome. So don't, do not twist my words, Nardwar. Oh, I'm sorry, Hans Klaus. <laughs> well, you better be. Thank you for... Well, thank you. Thank you for setting me straight about Led Zeppelin and do 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 Led Zeppelin. Ah! <laughs> we just can't get away from it. So right now, the surf punks, some real surf music. Do you know about the surf punks at all, Cam? Mm-mm. The surf punks were on the movie... Uh, the surf punks appeared first in the movie Skateboard Madness, which was the first skateboard movie I ever saw. It was sort of a Sunday afternoon film that played on, like, ABC. And uh, it was hard to understand or see music that related to skateboarding. And here was a film that actually had some bands that were from California that claimed to be skaters and play music. And they played some surf music instead of skateboard music, which was weird. The surf punks with my wave on the history of skate rock on the Nardwide Human Serviette Let's Up on Tribute Hour. <laughs> Yeah. 
You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show with the history of skate rock and another band that I thought I would never play on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. What did we just hear, Roger? We just heard the Red Hot Chili Peppers with Police Helicopter. Now, what the hell is that doing in the skate rock thing? <laughs> There's no denying it. You know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were an important band in the sort of skateboard uh, skateboards history. I mean, they were they were a band that skaters listened to. You're teaching me about skate rock, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Led Zeppelin, and before that, some big boys action. Before that, we heard big the big boys, uh, Brick Wall, and something happened. We were supposed to hear Devo's Uncontrollable Urge, but we didn't. And before that, the song we actually did hear was the Surf Punks with My Wave. Roger, you are full out with this history of skate rock, and thank you so much for coming into the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. I really appreciate it. You told me you've been listening for years, and you brought in a whole bunch of stuff. You've made me smile. Lots of stuff Roger has brought in here. Some records here. We didn't hear some of these, but what can you tell the people about some of the stuff we brought in here? I'm looking at Nazareth. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it's, you know, like I was saying before, uh, guitar-driven music was popular for uh, pool skating and, and all that kind of... Uh, Basically, pool skating and hill skating was sort of aggressive, uh, cool music for the time. It was a bit of, of uh, an outcast scene, listening to Zeppelin and Nazareth and that kind of thing at that time. And what do we have here? What is that? <laughs> the Ozark Mountain Daredevils, Jackie Blue. It was a stoner track, and you can't imagine riding down a hill at sunset in Southern California listening to Jackie Blue. So when you were doing all your skating in Vancouver, were you able to convert any stoners into some good punk, or were they reticent to listen to the punk? Well, this, th that era is actually before my time. I wasn't exactly uh, in the Dogtown era. My era was early 80s, mid-80s skate punk. But you did make it to the Dogtown shop, though, kind of. Yeah, I've been to the Zephyr shop in, uh, what is it? Venice, Venice it Beach, yeah, yeah, Venice Beach. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. We're going through the history of skate rock here on the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show. Anything else you want to add about the 70s here? Uh, about the 70s? No, but I, I'm, I'm pretty hyped on getting into the 80s. Coming up, what do we got? <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say many types of music were becoming popular in the early 80s. Funk, ska, hardcore punk, new wave, rap. Um, skaters were, were open-minded to all these different things. N no one dominant sound reflected skateboarding. And this is the era that I was totally into and, and kind of uh, was initiated into is that's when my era of skateboarding began. And it's great that so many different bands and sounds were getting into uh, 
reflect skateboarding and sort of underground subcultures because it's just way more interesting. So bands like the Big Boys started using images of skateboarders on their handbills and records, but not the California surfer image of a skateboarder. It was more of a punk, fragmented, uh, disenchanted kind of, uh, of image. And uh, right around this time as well, the first Thrasher skate rock compilation came out in 83 uh, with bands like JFA and The Faction. And The Faction had uh, Steve Caballero in it, one of, one of the, sort of the greats of skateboarding. He still skates, the creator of the Caballero, the first guy to have his own signature shoe, which is important skateboarding. And uh, around Vancouver, skateboarders were skating at like the Blood Banks, uh, the Granville Banks, the Granville Island Skate Park, which is pretty important. Not a lot of people know that the Granville Island actually had a skate park. It's a water park now, but it, people used it to skate at, and there were contests there. Um, and my friends and I would go to like PD's Hot Shop when it was on Oak, and go in there and check out all the music and that. PD's had a lot of. Uh, album, um, band, uh, decks, that kind of thing was like social distortion, gangrene, that kind of thing. And uh, we'd go check out PDs and then we'd go skate around the parkades in the area. Coming up right now, we enter the early 80s, we think, with... We're going we're gonna to hear Bad Brains. Are we sure it's going to be Bad Brains? I'm pretty sure. It can only be Bad Brains. On an Artboard Human Serviette radio show, History of Skate Punk. Rock. Rock punk.
You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with the history of skate rock. And we have a caller right now. Caller, you have something you'd like to say about skate rock. Oh, yeah, Nardwar. This brings back a lot of memories when I grew up in Toronto. Uh, I used to listen to a lot of skate rock and hardcore. And I would say one of the most influential bands out there from uh, Oxnard, California, was Aggression. Uh, they put out a record, I think, called um, "Don't Be Mistaken," uh, among other uh, among other bands from the whole Oxnard scene. Doctor No, and uh, just the list goes on and on. I love Nardcore. I love Nardcore. Being Nardwar to human serviette. I'm not named after Nardcore, but I do love Nardcore. And uh, Doctor No came to Vancouver a few times in the last uh, couple of years, and uh, I That's was awesome. lucky enough to see them about uh, five years ago at the Cobalt, and uh, they, they, they I was put on a really show good too. show with uh, the original singer. Um, I can't remember his name. The guy from the courtship of Eddie's father. That's right. Yes, that was him. Yes. The, the TV show. Yes. Well, thank you so much for phoning in, caller. Really appreciate that. Anything else you want to add about skate rock at all? Well, I think that skate rock will never die, and I think uh, par- hardcore, it's like thrash music. I would say that skate rock is more like thrash music because it's a hybrid of punk and rock or a hybrid of metal, punk, and rock. And I, I, I personally don't think it'll ever die. I think it'll, it's here to stay. Uh, it's just going to go more underground. And uh, unfortunately, um, uh, we don't hear much about it these days because uh, a lot of bands are uh, much bigger now. But uh, I think that uh, skate rock is still here to stay. So Brandon Cruz from the courtship of Eddie's father. That's right, Brandon Cruz. Yeah, nice guy, real nice guy. They're really 
good bunch of guys. Also remember, he was no. one of the yeah. replacement vocalists for the Dead Kennedys for a little while. Jello was replaced by Brandon Cruz for a little while. That I don't know. I have no idea about that. Well, thanks so much, <laughs> caller, and doot-doot-a-loot-doo. Doot-doot. And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, with the history of skate rock with guest DJ... Roger Allen. And Roger, <laughs> what did we just hear? I was just going to mention, I was at that Dr. No show, and singing along to the track Life Returns, I realized that it's Light Returns and not Life Returns, so it was a life lesson for me. We just heard DOA's Fucked Up Ronnie, and before that we heard Cro-Mags, the Street Justice song. And the Cro-Mags are important because their, vid their incredible video for We Gotta Know, they were skating around on the stage and that kind of thing. And before that was Bad Brains, Pay to Come, so the most influential uh, punk, hardcore, skate song ever recorded. And this is an important era, isn't it? You're very serious now about getting the information you have in front of you across, aren't you? I am. Roger, this is important. <laughs> this is important. This coming is an up. important era, yeah. Uh, the early 80s showed the direct influence on punk and skateboarding, and the two became totally intertwined. The mid-80s created the big three, the three records that defined skate rock and fused the music, the look and the feel. Thrasher's Punk Skate Rock 3, Pusshead's Hardcore Cleanse the Bacteria, and Thrash Metal's Welcome to Venice compilation. The Skate Rock 3 was an incredible compilation from Thrasher. It totally solidified the sound and feel of skateboarding in the mid-80s. The California Dayglow color, colors and clean-cut surf image was on the way out, and punk and skateboarding were totally becoming one. Some local skate rock bands were on this record as well, which was pretty amazing. Beyond Possession from Calgary were a band that had a lot of exposure after appearing on the album, and they toured with Suicidal Tendencies, the writers of Possessed to Skate. I saw Beyond Possession and Suicidal Tendencies at the New York Theater during Suicidal's Join the Army tour. Also on that compilation was Seattle's The Accused, and I also saw The Accused in Surrey. And when the show got closed down, the band rolled up outside where the crowd was all milling around and basically getting into fights and trouble. The band showed up, jumped out of the car, threw a demo tape, and my friend caught it. So and that's important to mention about the demo tape. Sorry to interrupt you, Roger, yeah, because some of the stuff we've been playing today have been demos, like the Bad Brains thing we played with a demo and the Red Hot Chili Peppers was a demo, right? Those, those were demo tracks. Those were hard to come by. Where did you get those, by the way? Uh, I just got them. Roger, the history <laughs> of Skate Rock, continuing on. Uh, I guess also on a side note, from what I was just saying was also uh, Edmonton, Alberta's SNFU. SNFU not only had incredible music, but some of the best artwork of that time. The Open Your Mouth and Say SNFU illustration and their unlawful use of Diana Arbus's image of the kid with a hand grenade on their first LP were images that had teachers and parents running for their blindfold. SNFU are definitely an important part of skate rock. Skate rock in Vancouver, BC, where you're from, has to be mentioned with Seelin Bowl. And you wanted to talk about that too. Like, this is important. Seelin yeah. Bowl. The Seelin Bowls were, is basically, I think it's the oldest skate park in Canada. I know it opened in the late 70s. It's still there. It's still a wicked place to skate. During Expo 86, there was a huge contest in Vancouver. The world's best skateboarders skated at Seelin Bowls. It's all documented in the ridiculously bad film Radical Moves. And also, one of the parks I've skated at tons when I was a kid was China Creek. It also opened up in 79, and it's still there. And uh, it should be noted that the Jacks skate team had their 25th anniversary party there just recently. Coming up right now, we actually have some Beyond Possession, don't we? We're going to hear Beyond Possession off of uh, Skate Rock 3. We're going to hear The Accused, which was off Skate Rock 3. We're going to hear 
and two tracks off of uh, septic, uh, two tracks septic death tracks, I believe. Yeah. On, on an artwork, a human serviette radio show, history of skate rock.
You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, History of Skate Rock, with guest DJ... Roger Allen. Roger, what did we just hear? That was just, uh, that was Memories of Tomorrow off of Suicidal Tendencies demo, and before that we heard uh, Septic Deaths Quit, and before that we heard Accused, W-C-A-L-T, and before that we heard... Uh, Beyond Possession. Yeah. From Calgary, Alberta. And we just happen to have in the studio right here, from Calgary, Alberta, drummer for the Transmiters and the Schmugglers, Bryce Dunn. How the hell are you? I'm good, thanks. Bryce, when Roger played these tunes, you being in the studio, you gravitated here. What's the importance of these tunes? Like, I lightly said, oh, here's some Beyond Possession. But to you, to you, Bryce, from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, what did we just hear? Beyond Possession uh, was the start of that set, and that was the soundtrack to my life when I was growing up in Calgary. Uh, that band, as well as a few others like White Noise, were definitely the bands that were forming the, the local scene uh, for skateboarding in, in Calgary, and there was a number of houses that everybody used to go to for parties and weekly skate uh, sessions. And uh, they were just one of the best bands to come out of Calgary, in my mind, uh, growing up in the, in the early to mid-80s. Um, I used to buy all their records at The Attic, which was a great little record store on the Stephen Avenue Mall that existed way back. And he'd always get in like the latest stuff, and it was a really cool place to hang out and get all the, get all the goods for uh, us little Calgary skaters at the time. So. Great and Beyond Possession stuff. have some links to some Killed by Death action, the band Riot 303, a yeah. Killed by Death band? Yeah, Riot 303 was the band that started before Beyond Possession with uh, Ron Hadley. 
and uh, that was it. they didn't really unfortunately do too much I mean yeah there was a couple uh, tracks that they put out as far as uh, skate comps were concerned but uh, and kill by death stuff but yeah beyond possession was really I think the the, the biggest uh, evolution of that band um, in, in terms of what was going on in Calgary at the time. Thank you, Bryce, for stating the importance of Beyond Possession on an Ardwater Human Serviette radio show, History of Skate Rock. And we can't not do Skate Rock and not mention, I made you mention Pusshead because I made you skip over Pusshead. Pusshead. Pusshead, yeah. I, I already mentioned the Skate Rock 3 record, but I also have to basically really mention uh, that the Pusshead cleansed the bacteria. Plus, Pusshead was an artist, and he also had a, a music section in the highly influential skateboard magazine, Thrasher. It was called, I believe it was called Strange Notes. Strange Notes? Or Pusshead's record collection. I forget. He, uh, he also had his own record label called Pussmort. And on his own label, he released the hardcore compilation, Cleanse the Bacteria. Along with uh, the incredible imagery of the album, the compilation featured bands from all around the world, and it gave a window into other cultures and other places in the world and how they were interpreting skate rock. Um, the music had become totally more aggressive, and my friends and I loved doing that uh, that line from uh, Silence, which was the "You can make it happen, come out from your silence." That was our favorite thing to do for some reason, because we were such uh, anarchist punks. Yet, uh, no one was doing anything but us. And local Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada band Fratricide almost ended up on Pusshead's record label, right, Bryce? They did, in fact. Yep. And that record eventually did actually get released, just, I think, a few months ago. It was actually re-released. Fratricide. We skipped Slayer, but you think they're important, don't you, Roger? Slayer! Well, Slayer are, are sort of a neat uh, uh, bridge between um, the other... The Suicidal Tendencies track we heard was, was kind of off of uh, the, the third really important album of that time, which was the Welcome to Venice album. And... Um, that album was was sort of, was the bridge between sort of metal and uh, punk, and then Slayer was one of those bands that just punks totally adopted. I mean, how many punk kids have you? How many skater kids have you seen with Slayer ripped into their arm with like a razor blade or a Slayer T-shirt or a Slayer uh, tattoo? And coming up shortly, we're going to have something by Olive Lawn featuring O. And Bryce, since you're here, you love the Olive Lawn, don't you? I love the Olive Lawn. For people that don't know, I've mentioned Olive Lawn to many people, and not a lot of people know the Olive Lawn, or Fluff even. Westminster, California, that's where Olive Lawn were from, and O, the uh, guitarist for that band, and then he went on to form Fluff. He's a very, very well-known uh, skateboard photographer. He's done stuff for Transworld, Thrasher, Pretty much any skate magazine he's been in, and he's still doing it today uh, because I saw his blog just recently, and he's still going out there and capturing all the action. It's great to see him still doing it. I forgot the name of his new band. It's not Fluff. What is the name of his new band? Didn't he have another band? <laughs> he does, and I, I can't remember it either. I think he also gets money for producing the first two Blink-182 records. might. <laughs> are those skate rock? Are they good, the first two Blink... What am I doing? There's been Blink-182 <laughs> mentioned, Led Zeppelin, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I guess it's just all about skating, isn't it? I never mentioned Blink-182. You mentioned Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were you going to say about Olive Lawn, no, Roger? Uh, I was gonna kind of say uh, I believe I I I think I saw Olive Lawn play when the Hungry Eye was at the foot of the Granville Street Bridge in Vancouver, Canada. They opened up for Green Day. Uh, they were just kind of the the era of Southern California bands that began to be associated with skateboarding. So maybe Blink One Eighty Two aren't that far fetched. Olive 
Kovlon on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show, History of Skate Rock, with your guest host, Rog. Er. you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show with the history of skate rock. And what did we hear there, guest DJ Roger? We just heard Olive Lawn's Carvin' is the Devil's Paintbrush. And coming up, we have a few more tracks, but you've also brought in a whole plethora of interesting little tidbits. What have you brought in here? Could you tell the people? Audially, what you've brought in. <laughs> Visually, can yes. you tell the people audibly or whatever the way it would work, vice versa? The key to any good radio show is tons of visual props, Nardwar. Uh, I've got, uh, well, in my hands right now, I have the Olive Lawn 7-inch and the Crankshaft 7-inch. Olive Lawn had O and Crankshaft had Todd Swank. Todd Swank is a great photographer who also started a zine called Swank Zine. And he's also, uh, he was the first main photographer for... Transworld Skateboard Magazine, I believe. So, and not to be confused with Vancouver, BC, Canada band Crankshaft. 
Not, no, these guys are from California, they're on Nemesis Records. More vinyl as well! We also have here Schlepprock, and they were another sort of early 90s Southern California, I believe Southern California, uh, band that where music was going from the sort of edgy, aggressive, screaming to more melodic, and, you know, it was basically referencing back to the 70s, where it was more melodic and... And not and, and not um, not so much screaming. And you brought in a suicidal tendency shirt and hat. The su- I have the suicidal tendencies T-shirt from when I saw them with Beyond Possession at the New York Theater in Vancouver, uh, way back in probably 1986. And this hat, this hat is a custom hat. I've had this since I was a little kid, 83 or something like that. And it has the PD Hot Shop High Energy Sports original patch. It has a Pink Floyd top. It has a Cat Power uh, gold leaves, and it's a Copenhagen snuff. And it's right beside the Skateboarding <laughs> Vancouver book, which maybe you could mention again to the people, because right now we're doing the history of skate rock, and there's this amazing book, Skateboarding Vancouver, but skateboarding kind of started in Vancouver, kind of, with the legend of PG, PD behind it. Yeah, earlier we said Skateboarding Canada. It's actually called Skateboarding Vancouver. It's an amazing book. It's from PD and the, and the Skull Skate sort of collective. It, it charts the history of uh, skate decks and skateboarding in Canada, and uh, it has the great Carlos, who was a great local skateboarder who apparently was very much into merciful fate and he's on the cover going for he's doing a big air uh, probably at Seal and Bowls and in Vancouver it's hard to get people to agree to do something new but PD actually got the people at the Vancouver Museum to do a giant museum all about Skateboarding, yeah. Skateboarding, and that's the book that accompanies it. So it's that validated Vancouver and world. It was at the Vancouver History Museum. <laughs> that, was, that was a pretty cool show. That was, that, was, that was good. And we also have a whole bunch of little clippings here from PD's Hot Shop. We got, we got some clippings from PD's when it was still on Oak. That was, that was 85, that kind of thing. Uh, there was a skate contest at the Granville Island Market. That was probably 85. Um, the I book have, American Hardcore, which you've bookmarked here. You got a little thing bookmarked here. I love the book American Hardcore. A lot of people don't like this book. Bryce, have you seen the book American Hardcore? I've seen it, but not read it all the way through. There's also a movie, too. I love it because it's full of rumors and stuff. I don't care if it's wrong. I just like the rumors. I think there's an American Hardcore 2 coming out as well. Yeah, the new book. And there's yeah. a, Remember you sent me the link of all the songs that are up there on yes. the website. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I bookmarked this page because of it has suicidal tendencies, and suicidal tendencies were hugely influential, both in their, the, the way they dressed and, and the whole Venice scene. And they had that great video with Timothy Leary in it for uh, Possessed to Skate. And a Thrasher mag, too, with an autograph on the front? Thrasher magazine, autographed. I met uh, Christian Hussoy behind PDs once again back in uh, 86. And anybody who knows skateboarding knows that Christian Hussoy is a big deal. And also, I've got here a Pusshead uh, insert that was in one of his records. <laughs> and we have... The sound that roared with uh, Glenn Danzig. You can't mention skateboarding and not mention the Misfits. And these are all ripped from Thrasher or Flipside? Where are these ripped from? Most of this stuff is ripped from Thrasher, And this yeah. is pretty rare. An ad for PD's Hot Shop. This is a mid-'80s ad for uh, Mondo Skates and, uh, yeah, Skull Skates. Skull Skates was, was pretty big in the 80s. And... and- and most importantly, you brought in a Budweiser you've been drinking. you got to drink Budweiser when you're, when you're skateboarding. And also, again, PD's Skull Skates, they had the gangrene uh, skateboard deck, 1985-86. And uh, gangrene's record had a ripoff on the Budweiser logo. And we have a few little 
things we're going to get to. Just lastly, on an Artwater Human Survey at Radio Show, History of Skate Rock, some 90-ish kind of 2000s. What do we have here? Some little stuff that you've brought in. Uh, for a while, I was a designer at West Beach, and I just brought on these catalogs to remind me that uh, when West Beach moved from 4th, their storage area, to uh, Ontario or wherever it was, they... Uh, my friend moved into the back warehouse space and had a half pipe. And for a while it was basically known as Jeremy's Ramp. And he had a half pipe ramp in the back of uh, the West Beach on West 4th. And another magazine. Try doing that now. Uh, this is uh this is a trans world and it has photos of Vancouver in it and uh, Vancouver was a, a, a really influential place in skateboarding then and now and uh, in the 90s skateboarding in Vancouver was huge because people were flocking here to go to places like New Spot, the Res, the Ladner Skate Park which I had a lot to do with getting built um, and, uh, and the skate parks like Sealand and the photos in this actual magazine are from Expo 86. And right here another Thrasher item? This is another Thrasher item called Insane Terrain, and it has a photo of the Ladner Skate Park, which sadly, to, for, especially for me, is gone. They actually tore it down. How many parks get torn down? The one in West Van got filled up, remember? Yeah, oh yeah, and that one as well. And uh, these are, and this is a handbill from the great uh, Clubhouse, which was in Vancouver. It's a handbill from the Vancouver Skateboard Society, and there was a ramp jam there. <laughs> and this is another handbill from the Ladner Skate Park. This is uh, really corny compared to the Vancouver uh, Clubhouse handbill, but uh, nevertheless. And some t-shirts too. We've brought all this stuff has been brought in by Roger for the Nardware to Human Serviette Radio Show History of Skate Rock. You've brought in all this stuff, so we have to tell the listeners what you've brought in. Some t-shirts here. Well, this, this is the epitome of Skate Rock. I mean, I could wear this right now and I'd be worth a million bucks. This is the suicidal, possessed to skate Dogtown t-shirt. I got this at Fallout Skateboards in 1984 in Seattle, Washington. And uh, I still got it. It still fits. And it's, 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 it's the holy grail of skateboard art mixed with skate rock. Have you seen how much those go for at all? Like original? Have uh, they reprinted them or anything like that? These shirts have been reprinted. But this... this this is pretty original. I don't know how much this would go for. I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting. I don't, I don't think it's a repro. I don't think it's a repro. I've been selling it. a lot of stuff on eBay recently, and, and things don't necessarily become more valuable the older they get. Well, thank you for coming <laughs> into the Nordware to Human Serviette radio show here, Roger. Really appreciate it. We have some stuff here, or a stuff, a, a, a rare item for a lucky caller. Yeah, I... I, I I guess I'm kind of friends with Don Pendleton, the great uh, skateboard artist, and basically, you know, he's basically an artist, but he's known for skateboard art, and he has a, a clothing company, and he sent me these t-shirts. I've never worn this because it doesn't fit me, and uh, I'll, I'm, I'll give it away. Anybody who calls in and tells me the best skate rock band out there, they get their shirt. 604-822-2487, 604-UBCCITR. Right now, to end the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show to end an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show, History of Skate Rock. We have a couple tunes. We're going to try to get to both of them. May not. But what do we have right now? Crankshaft? What are we going to hear? Crankshaft? No, we're not going to hear Crankshaft. We're going to hear a knife song by Milk. And that was in the great uh, blind video called Video Days. And Jason Lee, the, name, the now famous actor, uh, he was a, a famous skateboarder. And 
his song Knife Song that he chose for in that video is is kind of the soundtrack for the 90s of skateboarding. You can't listen to it and not envision skateboarding. And if we can, we're going to get to the Sorcerers. Speaking of PD, what can tell people about Sorcerers? The Sorcerers are a local revival skate thrash rock band. As long, you know, there was also the China Creeps and Streets, and uh, they they recently released an album. I have it here, straight from PD, and hopefully we'll we'll be able to play a song off it. So, Roger, anything else you want to add to the people out there at all about the history of skate? rock did we get everything you wanted us to get to well uh, we got to most of it we've gone through everything pretty quick i didn't realize you know the history was so long but uh we've covered the 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 great ones and uh i just wanted to say hi to my wife valerie and my new son jasper and again, if you'd like to win that T-shirt, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. What is the shirt again? What are people getting? This is an amazing, rare collector's item, right? This is, yeah. It's from the company Dark Room, and it's from Don Pendleton. And he's a, he's a very well-known skate artist. He did all the original artwork for Alien Workshop, if you know what that is. Well, thanks so much, Roger, for helping out and making the history of skate Rock. On an Ardware to Human Serviette radio show possible, here right now, Touch Wood is Knife Song with Milk. If not, we'll <coughs> change it. So keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do.